This is the Come Follow Me podcast with Jaron Bunny. Each week, I'll get with a group of church members from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in the Los Angeles area to discuss the Come Follow Me manual. I, I love the progression of it and how it just is pushing you more and more to really learn how to study. I'm always thinking about, like, what does it mean to really help someone? Felt Christ taking the emotional burdens that I was bearing and put them on himself. Their interpretations, feelings, and insights to help you study. Hey everyone, welcome back to Come Follow Me Podcast. Just a quick note, I will be on vacation for two weeks, which means that there won't be a podcast for two weeks. So just remember that I will be back and that it will continue forward. But yes, it will be gone for two weeks. All right, let's get started. All right. It was a bug. Sorry. Well, another Come Follow Me podcast, guys. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> We're studying John 7 through 10. I am the Good Shepherd, and I have two special guests. Steve Reed. And Jake Geringer. And you guys are out here in Costa Mesa. I came out again. It's like podcast on the road. Like I just podcast travel out. Yeah, from coast to coast. From coast to coast. <laughs> yeah. Although, oh yeah, just my listeners to be aware, I will be gone for two weeks on vacation. No one takes so, a vacation from podcasts. Listen, I gotta take a vacation. From Come Follow Me. Yeah. Jaren. Well, just like the podcast, I'll study still. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you accountable. Unless, Steve, you want to be uh, take over for two weeks. Oh, yeah. Substitute teacher. Substitute teacher. All right. Let's dive in. What are you guys' thoughts about this week's lesson? I don't know. I had a lot like kind of stand out to me. I mean, I noticed a lot of things that I thought have been mentioned a lot in general conference and meaning like personal revelation. I feel like oh. that's a recurring theme. And I think uh, there's a few scriptures that really kind of emphasize that point also. I like that there's like a quite a bit of different stories that we have too. It's not just like, I thought it was going to be just about the woman that's taken adultery, but there's actually a, a, quite a bit of other things too. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing that they talk about with just recording your impressions, that there was a lot of division among the people about Christ. Many people were confused about the Savior, and I thought that was really interesting. Some um, saw him as a good man. Some people said that he deceived the people. Others were like, but like, how can a man that is a sinner do so, so much miracles? There was just a lot of talk about who the Savior is, and I wrote down, Still very true to this day that people are still kind of confused. Well, wasn't it prophesied that he would be misunderstood? I don't know. I feel like like somewhere I read that, maybe Isaiah. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, he, he, uh, I think that's the way God probably designed it. It's going to be the most confused man on planet Earth. Uh, to this day, still very confused. confused. Even though it was such a simple thing, I think that's maybe where all the confusion comes from. It's like, you know, you expect that's God, lightning, boom, earthquake. I'm here. Jesus, very simple, humble man. We still have our agency, right? So we have to come to know it for ourselves. He's not going to force it upon us. That's true. And then that story too about like the 
blind man. Mm-hmm. First, he heals him with like the clay. Just he spits on the clay, which is interesting. It's got some savior juice. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna knock you a star. What? <laughs> Careful. <laughs> but it's interesting you say that because this is more pop culture. Okay. Hawkeen Phoenix. Who's going to play the Joker? But ironically, (laughs) he's also playing Jesus Christ in this new movie. What movie? Um, I forget the name, but it's like it's basically like the Passion of the Christ, but it's uh, about Mary. That one he was in. It's something he's in, but I read something in uh, a news article where they were filming that scene, and he basically scoffed at the idea of. Of making mud and smearing on someone's eyes. There's no way Christ would do that. He's like, this is stupid. Really? He's like, so then he just like licked his fingers and did it. But I was like, I'm pretty sure there's symbolism behind. The spit? There's always symbolism behind whatever. Whatever Christ does. Christ does. There's a symbol. Yeah. And when I was reading it, I was like, there's a symbol there. But I was like, well. What is it? Not sure. (laughs) 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 Uh, What's the deeper meaning? I don't know. I was hoping one of you would, you know, this is what group work's all about. I <laughs> <laughs> did the homework. Uh, well on the spitting part. <laughs> I can always call in a lifeline to my dad because he'd probably for sure know. Well, I thought it was interesting that, like, so Christ did an action, and then the man had to do an action, right? It was like Christ put the mud on his, his eyes, and then he was like, okay, now go wash yourself. And so he physically had to get up and do something as well. It wasn't just an automatic healing. Just like for us, it's like you've got to do your part too. Yeah. I love that idea. I think that that's something that I feel like I'm being taught over and over again. Because like I like want to understand and then it's like I'll follow if like I understand. But yeah. it's that's like backwards. No, you like he says follow, act, or believe, and then I'll help you understand later. So, yeah. Yeah. I really like that point from here. And Elder Villar talked about that in general conference also. When he uh, gave the story of going and seeing his brother when he was on his mission. Oh. How he got to help serve with him. And then how that like developed his faith because it required his action. Yeah. Oh. I like that. Also in the story, how like, so then like he went to like a trial, right? Like they had him come by to talk to the, is it the Pharisees? Like somebody wanted to talk to him, the blind man, and was like, is this legit? Were you actually blind? And then they were like, oh. and he was like, yeah, like, I was blind, and then now I can see. And they're like, uh, they didn't believe him. And then they were like, let's get your parents involved. <laughs> and so the parents get involved, and the parents are like, didn't want to get, like, um, they were kind of scared to, like, say anything more about it. So they were like, my son is of age. Like, he, yeah, he was born blind. He can, like, testify of what happened. And then he was like, yeah, like, I really was blind, and now I can see. So I thought that was interesting, too, Which that, like... hard to prove that you were blind. I guess, yeah. That's why they were like, let's get the parents, like, involved. Like, was he actually blind? And the parents were like, yeah, they, he was actually blind. Interesting. Did you read that part? I did some skimming. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like what Christ said, and he's just like, my sheep hear my voice, and... I know them and they follow me. It's like really simple and mm-hmm. it's still like true today. Well, I think that's what we were talking about at the beginning, right? Personal yeah. revelation. That's just another example of it. Um, now putting that into action and actually getting good at receiving personal revelation ourselves is the hard part, right? Yeah. 
that's true. on a regular basis. But I think that's kind of what the principles are directing us towards. Um, I mean, going back to what we were just talking about too, about acting, that's one way to start learning how you receive personal revelation is by acting in faith. Yeah, I agree. The blind man, I want to know more about that. I was just looking at my book. I don't know if you've ever What's read this books. book? This, uh, the like, the, the study, Testament. the study help books, the gospel study series that David J. Ridges does. Which, Whoa, what does he say about the story? These are awesome. Because he, like, he puts in, like, some of the Joseph Smith translations, and then he, like, has commentary, too. So I was just trying to find. That book is, like, the real deal. It's so thick. Oh, it's no joke. And this <laughs> is just the gospels. This is just This is books. just, yeah. Well, anything about the spittle? I know, I was just looking for that. But I don't want to spittle sit here bad. and read. <laughs> We'll just take a long break yeah. of reading. I mean, it's one of those things where it's it's probably not too important, but it is interesting to always, because everything the Savior does, there's always some kind of Oh, there's always something. Message. But I also feel like I learn a lot about the Savior through any of his actions. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he doesn't waste any, uh, no movement, just waste it. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So next I guess we can move on if no one else has any objections. Um, John 7, 14 through 17. Mm -hmm. As I live, the truths taught by Jesus Christ, I will come to know they are true. This part was talking about um, the scriptures. My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of my doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Mm-hmm. And the question that they give is like, how can you come to know that the doctrine of Jesus Christ um, taught is true? And how has this process helped you develop your testimony of the gospel? I thought that was really interesting and thought provoking questions. For me, I just wrote, when I do Christ's will, I feel God's love. Because I wrote down, it's like, if any man will do Christ's will. He shall know the doctrine. It's a lot of, again, action words. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, I've written down three things that have always helped me, um, which is ask, live, repeat, meaning I usually will pray. Um, yeah. Praying is a daily uh, habit. Um, and sometimes you do pray when you have a question of maybe you hear something, read something. Do you pray in the morning or at night? And then do you pray in between? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, more intimately in the morning and the night, day, it's, you know, usually when I have like something to eat. Right. You know, and then obviously if there's a family issue that, uh, you know, the family text, pray for so-and-so. Yeah. Um, then usually yeah, there's, there's more prayer involved like throughout the day. Um, I like to pray in my car. Yeah. Ooh, the car prayer. Yeah, I'm yeah. a car prayer. Interesting. Really? Sometimes I'm like rushed in the morning. Same. So like I'm always rushed. Before I leave, yeah. In the car driving to work. It's That's perfect. when it's like I got more time. Mm-hmm. And I realize it's like more of a habit because I'm like mm-hmm. in the car already. Yeah, I don't think there's any rule upon where and when you can pray. Yeah. Are you sure? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but then I, I, I try to live um, the gospel, which, you know, it's hard for everyone. Some, well, some people, it's just super easy. Like me? Like Jared. <laughs> Jared okay. wakes up and she, like, sings the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Obey your parents. Go to church. Make sure you not get true. Your <laughs> I don't know if 
any of those things I listen to commandments. <laughs> but yeah, so you, you live, you obey, go to church, and then you and then you basically repeat the process. So those things uh, help me. I like that. I really like that idea. It reminds me of um a Bednar talk. I wish I could remember the title of it. I'll have to look it up and let you know. Elder Bednar? Elder Bednar, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the correction. Minus one uh, star. <laughs> but um, in the talk, he talks about kind of the, this idea of like praying and then kind of going throughout your day and repeating the cycle. And he relates it to the creation process of how like Heavenly Father directed Christ um, and, and Michael, Adam, to go and do the things they did. And then they would return and report. And it was this kind yeah. of cycle. So, like, he relates that to how that's, like, how our daily prayers are supposed to be. Like, you oh, yeah. like, return. create, like, a plan for with him right. in the morning, and then you, like, come back and you, like, Okay, I did, th- I did, did these things. Yeah. I like that, So, actually. I've been trying to implement that. I'm going to do that. Yeah. It's actually, it's been really influential in my life. Cause it's Have like, you seen, like, prayers be answered through doing that oh, yeah. rhythm? Oh, yeah. And I think, not necessarily that they weren't getting answered before, but now it makes me recognize it more. Because I'm, like, thinking about it, like, in the morning and at night. And it's a repetitive process. I like that. And trying to, like, recognize the things I did and the things that happened. Mm, that's really good. Um, I, I don't do that. I usually just do, like, okay, so I'm going to do this. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> How is that? Well, if, and then it goes back to what we were talking about with action. It kind of, like, yeah. it forces you to act. And then that, that reminds me of... I have the, the quote from Elder Berlar's talk that him, when he was talking about action. What is Yeah, read it. read it. I wish I knew it was titled. I should have looked that up. But anyways, the quote is, I realized that my faith grew that day because my brother gave me the opportunity to put it into action. I exercised it as we read from the scriptures, looked for people to teach, bore testimony, and served others, and so on. Much like the muscles of the human body, faith requires exercise in order to grow and be used. So I just... I really love that talk. It's like a muscle. Yeah. It's like, uh, so like recently I stopped working out. It's great. Um, I have a lot of extra time, sure. but, but I'm getting weaker. I can't open jars anymore. Excuse me. Come on, but help me open up this jar. It's getting like that. Really? I need to get working out again. Open up those pickle jars. Um, no, there's a gym that just opened up in LA called Jar Fitness. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's true. No way. It's not true. It's not true. Um, I also wrote down for this section, verse 18 is really good. Does anyone have their scriptures? Because mine's I on do. my phone and I'm recording. I do. Oh. oh yeah. In uh, chapter 7, right? Yeah. Chapter 7. I just really like this verse. Steve, you want me to read it? You want me to read it? Um, Am I in charge? You, <laughs> uh, you said 18, right? Yeah. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. I just really like that because it's like um, if you are just seeking for your own glory, it's not going to work out. But Christ seeked for God's glory. The entire time that he was on earth, he was mm-hmm. always like testifying of Christ or of God uh, in all things. And it's really cool to like, through the come follow me, I'm really realizing how much he testified of God and how much he was like, I'm just doing his will. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think a lot of the times I, I talked about this in previous podcasts, we have a hard time 
with like uh, relationships with God when we are, we have like a relationship with Christ because we're learning of him, we're reading scriptures about him, but we're also learning about God because mm-hmm. this is the nature and qualities of God. Christ showed that mm-hmm. he was healing the blind, but God would heal the blind. So I really like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to a big chunk. John 8, Ooh. 2 through 11. John 8. <laughs> the Savior's mercy is available to all of us. Um, Steve, do you want to read that Elder Dale G. Renland verse, or not verse, um, section that he talked right about there? Yep. Sh- uh, surely the Savior did not condone adultery. But he also did not condemn the woman. He encouraged her to reform her life. She was motivated to change because of his compassion and mercy. The Joseph, the Joseph Smith translation of the Bible attests to her resultant discipleship. And the woman glorified God from that hour and believed on his name. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting point that he like didn't condone adultery um and he also did not condemn the woman mm-hmm. it's a lot to do with like despising the sin and love the sinner right um and then i also was like reading other um talks and other things about this story and i came across this one from 1988 holy Throwback. cow Billy yeah <laughs> uh i don't even know this apostle elder ashton mm. oh yeah do you remember him my mom's family is an ashton Related. Um, he said they. Oh, the when he. Okay, so when Christ said to um the Pharisees, um, like, what is what was that famous line? Who has sin cast the first stone? Yes. Or was that this? Was that in this gospel, or was that in a different one? He that is without sin first cast a stone. Yeah. And he wrote in his um, devotional to BYU, um, they left one by one, not to find stones, but to nurse their spiritual wounds. Like, it must have been so, like, powerful of a phrase, you know, for them to all be like, oof, yeah, I gotta look into myself. And I wrote down, like, I don't know if this is true or not, but when he was, I was watching the video of him, like, writing on the ground, and I... I was just, to me, I'm like, was he taking a moment to feel the spirit and to be spiritually prepared to know what to say? Because they were trying to trip him up, right? Mm-hmm. What do you always. guys think? Yeah, they they were always trying to um, put the saber in some type of snare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, like, I think that's all four of these chapters, right? Because it's at the... Feast of the Tabernacles. I think these four chapters are him them trying to trap him. Trap him, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. where all the teachings come from as they're trying to tap, try trap, trap him. him. Which is kind of ironic. but I know. They're like <laughs> trying to trip him up, and yeah. he's just testifying more. Which is always a characteristic of, uh, I mean, that's one of Satan's um, devices. I mean, you look at the Book of Mormon, how many different times, whenever there's an Antichrist, that was their go-to. Um, remember when Zeezrom... Yeah, was con- confronting, um, I think it was Amulek or Alma. Mm-hmm. Amulek, um, yeah. Because Yezra was like one of the top lawyers. Yeah. You know? Um, 
and he's trying to. I mean, there's multiple accounts in the Book of Mormon where they just try to. Oh, you're saying this? Well, then certainly, then this yeah, can't. Trying to like lead him into a trap. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So it's uh, it's definitely one of those tools the adversary always uses. I lost your original question. Where do we start on that tangent? Oh, I was just thinking about the story. But um, and the question that they give us in this section is, what do you learn about the Savior's forgiveness as you read these verses? What can I learn about forgiveness? That was, that was the question I had when I was reading was, did he forgive her right there and then? Yeah, I think so. he said, like, then I don't condemn thee. Go right. and say no more. Um, I mean, I think he definitely forgives her immediately. That's how we know, like, about forgiveness. The second you turn to Christ, you're forgiven. But then, obviously, so the repentance process still takes time. To, like, so, so for her, she still had a repentance process? Or was she, like, automatically forgiven? I don't know. I mean, when you first read it, then, yeah. I definitely get the impression, like, oh, he forgives her right there. Like, yeah. really fast, yeah. Um, but obviously, if you want to get, like, technical, be like, but what does condemn mean? <laughs> my book has a quote on okay, it. Okay, what oh, is oh, it? Yeah. So, my book's quote on this, so this is verse 11. Um, yeah. It gives the Joseph Smith translation, too, but the commentary is, Jesus did not forgive the woman immediately at this point. Um, obviously, she's had some serious repenting to do, but he did not condemn her meaning that she still had time and opportunity to repent. The Joseph Smith translation said above at the end of verse 11 confirms that she began repenting. Next, Jesus teaches that he's the light of the world because then we know like she goes and like she honors honors him and honors God like from that point forward. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good that's clarification. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I was wondering about that too. I was like, man, it seems like in the scriptures people are just like forgiven like super fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, really. I was like, hmm, Okay. Um, any other insights about this story? Trying to think if I learned anything new. Something that stood out to me, and I I think it's like another theme that I noticed in general conference was just how the Savior always just loves people first. Yeah. Like he's like, he first, he just loved the woman and then he like taught her after. And that's like something that I felt like was a recurring theme in general conference to not like judge others or not like point out things that they're doing wrong with their lifestyle or like try to tell them they're doing this, doing that wrong. It's like, no, just first love them, get to know them. And yeah. As they like come and ask questions and yeah, you can offer your advice and how to help them. I like that. I know. I feel like the savior was such, well, he is just like pure love. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Moving on to John eight fifty eight through 59. This I thought was just a cool insight. I think sometimes the come follow me, they just kind of put in like, hey, by the way, you guys probably don't know this, but like this. And you're like, you should know this. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, whoa, okay. It was like, why were Jews offended when Jesus said before Abraham was I am? And then they clarified, I am is the term Je- Jehovah used to identify himself to Moses. So Moses probably like, oh, like Jesus said that he is I am. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when Jesus said, I am, he identified himself as Jehovah, which of course he is. Mm -hmm. And, but the God of old Testament and the Jews considered this, um, blasphemy and was like, and Oh, the penalty was death by stoning. 
Man, they were they stone. They love to stone. They love to stone. stone. stone people. They, like they stone. were stone people. <laughs> well, I mean, firearms haven't been invented by then. That's during true. That time. You only got rocks. rocks you got knives. Rocks were fairly inexpensive, too. Okay. But I, I guarantee there was a shop. Some guy... Here's the thing. You think there's a shop of stones? <laughs> the, Jew, the Jews are very entrepreneurial. Five dollars. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee someone was there selling condemnation stones. stones. Oh, you know, too. big, just like nice. Probably by the temple. stones. Probably by the temple. Maybe he threw those rocks out when he cleansed the temple. Oh. oh <laughs> probably. Okay, this was interesting because I was like, um, he kept getting away. And it kept saying because his hour's not yet come. I wanted to know more stories of, like, how did he escape the hands of people trying to stone him? Were they like, I want to go buy these stones, and then he, like, ran away? Oh, like, I don't like know. Yeah, move the stone, move the stone. <laughs> how did he get away? Sometimes I'm always, like, so curious about those sides of the story. Maybe just ruined his hand again. That. Maybe. The diversion. The diversion. <laughs> I don't know. I th- I thought it's interesting because like his hour hasn't come yet. That just means that like he he had the the capability of it not happening, mm-hmm. like the power of it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Any insights about that? No. I think you nailed Negative. it. Okay. Great. John nine. Through our challenges, God can manifest Himself in our lives. Um, this part, it talks about negative consequences often follow sin and how some may view our misfortunes as a result of wrongdoing, but then the savior, um, disciples assumed that a man was born blind because his or her parents had sinned. And Jesus like said, no, um, it's, it's actually not that. And then it talks about how you can change your perspective about your challenges and challenges of others. And then another cool, interesting thing says it also interesting note. They even wrote also, this is an interesting note, <laughs> which I think is funny that the disciples question in John nine two revealed that they believed in a premortal existence, a doctrine that was lost to Christianity during the great apostasy, but restored through the prophet Joseph Smith. Interesting. Uh, that's really cool. I, I also thought that was an interesting note. Good thing they put that note in there. Good thing. <laughs> They're like, someone's really, like, uh, really there's probably like a religious professor tied to this manual. And he's like, uh, did you guys know that? They're like, that's an interesting note. Because they're like, I bet you no one's going to figure this one out. Put that in the note. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts about how you can change your perspective what'd you write um my thought was everything happens for a reason true um and then what is it that god wants me to learn from this uh situation yeah there's usually always a lesson to be learned so i think if we humble ourselves say okay what is it that i need to learn from this and change uh, about my character and ultimately grow from this experience versus if you take the opposite approach of just being like this sucks right and just mope and sleep it off and you know go to hawaii for you know six months to try to forget your problems that sounds nice you're not gonna grow come on no you'll grow tan you'll grow tan and old 
<laughs> and beach sounds nice. Yeah, know. beach sounds nice. Um, <laughs> what about Jacob? Yeah. I got kind of held up on this and I because I, I wanted to think about it more this week. Because um, obviously I completely agree that physical illness is not the cause of like sin. But then I feel like there's like examples of in the scriptures of like physical things happening to people when they have done things wrong. And I like the first thing that came to mind was like, um, I think you mentioned Korahor earlier. And obviously like he was like seeking a sign from God yeah. and then he was struck dumb, but he still was struck dumb. Mm-hmm. For Right. So that, that's like, it made me like think like, well, I feel like there might be cases of when that happens. And if there is cases, then why did they happen in those cases? So well, I, I haven't that... really finished my thoughts on this yet. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> well, next section. John ten sixteen. Oh, this is just the who are the other sheep that the Savior referred to. And it talks about the Savior visited the Americas. We know this by the Book of Mormon. Um, after his resurrection and he explained the scripture further. But I just had in my notes any missionary stories of experiences with the scripture because I feel like it's a very missionary moment scripture. What is? The other, other sheep. sheep. Interesting. Steve is yawning. This <laughs> come follow me has tired him out. <laughs> come follow me into my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, what did you say? I said, do you have any missionary experiences? Oh, come on, Steve. Are you snapping already? Follow me. Uh, I mean, that's always that a would good, follow me with the... it's usually a good prelude into sharing with them, like, third Nephi 11, and then you share with them, like, that entire chapter, and then usually they have no idea that you're, like, reading the Book of Mormon, like, oh, where's that in the Bible? You're like, that eh, doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's in third Nephi. You're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, sounded good, huh? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we ask him to pray about the Book of Mormon, and then they get baptized, and then on to the next family. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Just kidding. But but I was I also was when he had said that the other sheep I have I don't know this well. Then I thought of like, oh, that's interesting how um, when Nephi was praying, this is the beginning of Third Nephi. You know, basically like their whole people are about to get like destroyed and wrecked. But then Nephi was like, hey pretty sure this is the day that the sign was supposed to be given not seeing much signage and then he prays and then the voice comes unto to him and says on the morrow come i unto the world whoa and so it's just very uh i mean i think the more people learn about christ the more they realize like oh wait if he is all loving and all caring and if there were other people scattered across the world he's not going to forget about them no way. And I mean, not only that, like we only get the story of, of the of the people here in the Americas and of the Old Testament, New Testament, of those two. But I mean, I guarantee there's probably over a hundred places he visited that I probably know. we don't know about yet. But I'm sure it'll be a matter of time till we find that out. Because at agree. this time, it's probably not important to know that. But guarantee, I mean, just the nature of Christ. That's a, that's who he is. Yeah. You know, he doesn't if there was a dude on the on the on a mountaintop somewhere that was maybe just. <laughs> Off Christ would have been like, hey, by the way. Would that be you, Steve? Were you just out there? That was lost sheep. I, I was a Neanderthal. <laughs> He's the lost sheep. He has to go rescue him. <laughs> One of the three Steve fights. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> I'm definitely getting a star down now. Oh, yeah, you're down like negative. Stars. Negative stars. Oh, any last thoughts about the Come Follow Me um, lesson plan? Ooh. Any last remarks? Ooh, last remarks. Tell them now or forever. forever Hold now. your Steve. How did you know? <laughs> um, well, well, what was I going to say? A lot of things I was going to say. Some of them blasphemous. But Stop. Just kidding. <laughs> um, I like the program. Uh, I think it's, um, obviously, we do it in a different format because we, we don't have families that we do it with. Yeah, yeah. We're single. Um, so I can't vouch for that portion of how it's going for, like, families. But I think for, like, what Jake does. I mean, Jake hosts every Thursday night. Um, they come follow me. Discussions. I'm usually downstairs working because I'm a you slacker. Pop, you pop your head in. I pop my head in every now and then. Yeah. But it's very good because um, I, you know, it draws people, it connects people um, in a different way. And it's definitely a lot more open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah to not have it in that church discussion. setting where it's like the building, the, 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 the metal chairs and the windows and the smell of the buildings. There's a church smell. But we need <laughs> just... It was almost like a like popcorn or Cheerio sometimes because the nursery. A lot of Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's a definitely an inspired program. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I, I love the progression of it and how it just is pushing you more and more to really learn how to study and learn the scriptures and receive that personal revelation. I love the program. So, I think okay. so. I think you should wrap wrap it up for us. Bring it home. Oh, I mean. Drop the hammer. Drop the spiritual hammer. Let's go Thor. What? <laughs> Mommy. In, in, in honor of Ed, Ed, Ed Oh, Ed, my gosh. This weekend. I didn't watch that movie yet. Did you guys see it? No, I didn't see it yet. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's I got, the day. got tickets, yeah. It's hot up here in this attic. You know what, though? Makes you think. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you sweat. That's right. <laughs> Burning calories while following me. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys, for doing this. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Check is in the mail. Yeah, check's in the mail. Phew! (laughs) Bye!